Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Kim Doyle, WordPress Chick, and welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm totally excited today because I have uh, none other than Bob WP as my guest today for the interview, and this is uh, this is just another testament to me to the power of online and connecting because it was really fun. Bob and I got to meet at San Francisco WordCamp, and I'm like, we got to do an interview. We got to do an interview. Um, and then, of course, you need to. To encourage him as well. I said, you've got it. You've got a radio voice. You've got this great voice for podcasting. So um, I'd love to see that down the road. But what we're going to do is we're going to just go ahead and jump in to the interview. So Bob, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Kim. This is very cool. I'm excited about being here. First of all, and all of these links and everything you guys that we give out and talk about will be in the show notes. But Bob's site is very easy to remember. It's simply bobwp.com. So, Bob, how did you get into WordPress training, which is seems to be sort of your primary focus on your site right now, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I let's see. I started dabbling with WordPress in about 2008, so I've been working with it for about five years, and that was basically pulling it into my kind of my previous business as far as designing sites. And as I did that more and more, and I'd been um, you know, doing design, print, marketing for years and years and years. And I just kind of wanted to go in a different direction. And the more I got into WordPress, the more I loved it. And then as a result, I started doing a lot of local workshops around here. And I did them on blogging and a little bit on social media. But it was always based around WordPress or how to create your blog or why use WordPress. And the more of those I did, which I did about kind of like in two years, I think I did over 100 local workshops wow and and then i it just more and more i found out that's what i love to do because i get online with people i started offering services for it and the design part of things started dwindling away i thought you know i'm i've done that i'm a little bit tired of that and it just i just enjoyed it it was so much fun getting online and that you know working typically with people that are just starting or have just started and just so many of them get so excited when they finally you know, things happen for them. They publish a post. It's like, oh my God, yeah. I'm live online. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> or they do something like, wow, I never thought I could learn that. So oh, yeah. it just, you know, that just kind of snowballed. And I thought, well, can this actually be something I can do, you know, primarily and, and make a living at? So I just really pushed it and just branded myself as that. And um, yeah, just, it just kind of, you know, worked itself right out, right into it where I can do that almost totally full time. So loving it. That is fantastic. And I'll ask, we'll get into a little bit more of the local stuff and the marketing piece in a bit. But doing things locally for you can be a little bit of a challenge based on where you live, right? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you got to share where you live just because it's fun. It's not yeah. like it's some yeah. weird place. It's yeah, I'm really, I'm on an island. <laughs> yeah. Gilligan, no. Um, it's a small island in South Puget Sound of Washington State. So it's a uh, it's a little um, island called Anderson Island, and it's a very small island, about five miles long, two three miles wide, and it's by ferry only access. So you you know 
you don't have a bridge or anything, so you just got to go by ferry. And I'm about an hour drive from Seattle, so that was, you know, kind of the local market, but it takes a lot of time. You know, you got to wait for the ferry, you got to go over and stuff, so it's not like you can plan an easy trip somewhere for just an hour, you know, it basically a half a day for an hour meeting or something. So, so I had to really focus on how can I make this more an online business and not so much local. No, that's great. And I've said it so many times, people are probably tired of it because I don't really work with local clients, but I think it's great, especially because you're, you're doing training and teaching as opposed to the site work. But do you do WordPress sites also? You know, I've, I've done, I have a few clients that I do a few design sites, simple design sites, and I do that. It kind of fills in some of the gaps. And also, it I, I feel like it kind of keeps me in that mode, you know, as far as putting a site together mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and so I, I still do it, but I don't really publicize it. It's more like, you know, maybe a client that I worked in the past comes to me and says, I need a simple site. But I would say almost all the time, you know, depending again on time and what the site needs are, I refer it out and stuff because I, I want to just totally move away from design because I've done it for so many years that I just, I feel like my passion now or my, you know, where my energy is, is in the training rather than the design. Well, that's brilliant too. I was talking with someone uh, just last weekend um, and she she does design and and she made a conscious choice not to do client work where she does. She's got a great looking site and her site's fairly new, but you know, for her, she said kind of similar, but it's really more geared around design with WordPress and stuff. But her point was, you know, that that's not what I want to do. And I think for a lot of people that are starting or have a business, whether it's based on WordPress or it's an online business, it's easy to follow the money. Um, and, and obviously, it depends on where you're at in your career and stuff. But um, I, I think that narrow that that tight focus is what helps you succeed, right? I mean, by focusing specifically on one thing, you put more energy into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it's so much easier. I mean, I, I come from a, a, you know, a background where designed everything. So it's like, okay, you got 10 minutes, I can tell you everything in the world I design. Now, when I meet somebody, I, first of all, I'll even they'll say, what do you do? I, I ask them, do you know what WordPress is? And then if they say no, well, then, okay, well, Maybe we can talk, but, but you know, <laughs> yeah. basically when people meet or the kind of conferences I go to, you know, what do you do? WordPress trainer. Oh, and that pretty much says it. It's really nice to have that focus and, you know, um, have people understand at least, you know, of course they'll ask more questions, but it's a, it's kind of simple and straightforward. That's what I do. I, I, it's great. And again, I think it just, it's easier to focus instead of trying to have your hand in like 52 different pots. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. So growing this, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you and your wife work together. She works at home with her own business, or you're both working at home? Yeah, basically, we have off and on had our um, home business for probably close to 23 years now. We had a marketing and design business, and my wife is a writer, so she did all the copywriting for our business. And at this point in our lives, I moved to do what I wanted to do, and she's writing her first memoir so um, she's doing what she's wanted to do forever and ever. So we're kind of really focusing on that. But that, yeah, we worked together for years and years and years, basically in the same office. And people are like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? And I said, I wish I knew, you know, we could write a book about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's going to be subjective, though, right? Based on the couple, I would guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's a lot of variables there. So 
Well, you've been self-employed then for a long time. And can you share some of the challenges you've had while building and growing your business? And if you could maybe differentiate between the design business and then some of the challenges or growing pains you've had growing this business. Yeah, I think the um, the marketing business, which we had, we actually, the name of what was called um, Catsite Group. That was C-A-T-S-E-Y-E Group. And that was, um, like I said, we provided marketing. Um, that was when print was huge. So we did all sorts of print materials. And I think for us, the challenge there was, you know, of course, getting started and then just building that credibility of course, we did it more locally then. So where we lived, we joined, you know, the chambers of commerce. That's what you did back then. And a lot of networking, a lot of pro bono work to get our work out there. And, you know, it was always a challenge because I think it's, you know, for that particular kind of market. I mean, every there were so many designers out there and it was all about, I found like, I, I, it's, it hasn't changed in the, the same way. It's about building those relationships and getting to know people and not just, you know, I, I remember the days of going to Chamber of Commerce events and everybody just starts shoving business cards in everybody's face. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, okay, that's really great. So that's changed a lot. And I think even back then we realized that, you know, everybody was doing that, but that's not the way to do it. So that was, you know, it was just, uh, it was a, uh, a challenge because we were in a market that was, I don't want to say saturated, but it was, you know, there was a lot of designers. So you really had to bring in your personality and your work style and everything and kind of differentiate yourself from everyone else. And then when I moved into the WordPress realm, it was kind of the same way, except when I decided to actually start designing WordPress sites was, uh, I can't remember, I think it was when I really started pushing, it might have been the first of 2009 or so and that was a time when there was this kind of you know the print was really starting to peter out yeah yeah it was like nobody wanted print i don't blame them i didn't want to print stuff myself because Mm -hmm. it's like i recycled too many old brochures and flyers to um yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) but but so but that uh at that time it was very WordPress was just, I think, really starting to catch on because I think I hit it at a prime spot Mm -hmm. because people, I just, I basically told myself, and it's kind of like what we were talking about before. I said, okay, I am dropping print. I'm dropping any kind of stuff. I had done, you know, some basic web design, the old Dreamweaver, go live HTML. Mm -hmm. I hate doing that. And and I found this kind of gem and I thought, I'm just going to say, hey, this is all I do, WordPress sites, and see what happens. Dropping my print clients and everything. And I, for me, it was partly luck because I think I hit it right at a time where people were really starting to look at WordPress and loving that idea of the control themselves. And that was, that's what my whole thing was, was basically my goal was to create a site and hand it off. It's like, I don't want to be there to support you for an ever and ever and ever, yeah. even if it's a WordPress site. So that it was, it, that was a challenge because we had to totally, I totally changed my focus and I had to kind of, you know, educate current clients and future clients because it took a while for people to really lose that thing we had done for 20 years. And so that was a real, um, a real challenge there. And then, but I think the WordPress thing again was the the challenges I've had with this is it's it's a little bit different pushing online than, you know, being in person and going to events and meeting people, although I still do that. 
but the um, online, I think, is there's a challenge and, and it's time. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is people need to realize that whole building that brand. And I had to kind of build a brand again, took a little bit of time and I had to realize that, you know, it wasn't just going to happen overnight. So even if you're in that, you know, you have that experience or whatever in the back 20 years and you're bringing it to something new, you still have to start do a little bit of refocus, re-education, and, and expect it to take to some time to build it up again. Which is a great point, because I think a lot of people think, um, you know, and I, maybe I need to stop saying a lot of people, but I think there's a perception that building something online can happen so much faster. And similar to you, I think I got started in 2008 with WordPress, and I just liked, I loved it didn't know what I was doing and stuck with it. But it's taken, you know, five and a half years in, I've got a brand, but it's been building and and tweaking and testing and learning that. And I think the relationship building online, it it takes just as much effort and consistency with it. And I, you know, it's interesting. And I'm not sure I'd be curious to know what some of your clients say that you do the training with, because obviously, they've got an online presence. And a lot of people say like, well, how do you, how do you do that? I just don't have time. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that has a social media um, structure, schedule, any of that. I just make sure to consistently share my stuff, which I wasn't good about doing before because I'm so anti-smarmy marketing. <laughs> like I feel like, oh, you know, but it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> when you provide value, you're serving people. So, you know, in terms of it, working with clients and sharing your stuff, do you have a method for that or do you have any suggestions? Because really about building those relationships, like you mentioned, to me, that is key. And you hear it, but it's like really until you implement it, you don't see the huge value in doing that. Um, so any advice or anything you want to share along that line? I I tell them this is how it works for me, but you're going to have to kind of find your own groove and don't get so wrapped up that you have to be on every social media platform you know, find the one that works for you. If Facebook works for you and it's doing the job you want it to do and you're just not, you know, on there just having fun and sharing photos or whatever, but it's helping you build your brand, you know, I say, go for it. Even blogs, I, I taught a lot of workshops on creating blogs. And whenever I did a workshop on a blog, um, building a blog, the very first thing I would say to everybody is, I'm giving you permission right now not to have a blog. And they would kind of, What? You know, but my whole point was that it's another tool. Yeah. And for some people, it becomes a thorn in their side. They think they need to have a blog. Somebody's told them they need to have a blog. So they're they're doing it and they're just worried about content and they're worried about keeping it up and it's taking away their energies from what they need to really be doing. So I tell them, you know, if that doesn't work, don't do it. Maybe revisit it later on, but find those things that do work. I mean, you're going to have to put some time in no matter what. But at the same time, you need to be a little bit selective and you also have to run your business. So so it's you know, it's 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 hard to give them a hard and fast rule of what to do. But I tell them, you know, test it out. And if you sit there and say every day, I hate Twitter, why am I on Twitter? I hate Twitter. <laughs> well, then get off Twitter. You know, it's, it's totally. not working for you. So so it's, it's kind of that. You know, I, I don't know how social media consultants can do what they do because it's there's so many variables and so many things going on that, you know, getting that right, like I said, that right groove for somebody to um, find the right platform can be a challenge. So uh, Definitely. It, I, I think you're probably the first WordPress person that said don't do a blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it, but I agree with you. You know, I think you're, to your point is – 
per I am a huge advocate of it, obviously, and of blogging, but it's taken it took me a while to really find uh, my own writing groove and to write in my own voice and to to strip away whether or not, you know, I'm expert enough to do this, do that, whatever. And so I think it does take time. I, I try to always tell people just just start, you know, just because you publish it doesn't mean anyone's going to read it. So don't worry about right, that. Exactly. But it's it's a great way to gain traction and provide value. But like you said, more than anything, you need to measure what's working. Right. If one's not working, you hate it. Stay away from that. Um, anyways, I don't want to get into social media. But so for marketing your business, since you do so much training, do you how do you market whether it's locally or online? What do you, you know, what are the things you do? You know, I've I've built up kind of the local. So I'm not I don't I don't, you know, probably of my clients, um maybe five percent I consider local, maybe within fifty miles. Oh, so okay. I get so I don't do a lot of but the people know me, so I use that I continue to use the local connections for um because they'll refer me or recommend me. So, you know, I keep in touch. There's a couple, I, the WordPress meetup, the Seattle WordPress meetup. I was an organizer last year and I'm a kind of a co-organizer this year. So I go to that every month and then I, there's a social media lunch that I go to. So I still like to keep some of that in-person connection a little bit local, but the online is, yeah, it's all through, um, I'd say primarily most of my stuff is through social media and my blog. And, you know, I've the SEO on my blog, I've just built up organically. I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, spent thousands on it. I just worked it myself and to where I, you know, show up in the search engines. I don't worry about, I don't worry. I don't, my traffic, I look at my traffic, I get good traffic, but I don't um, sweat over it, you know, because like, I'm getting the right people there. And I feel like the people that are coming are the people that should be coming and same with um, social media. You know, I do a lot of online. I don't look at the numbers of followers or whatever. I just look at my interactions. And and so I, since I spend a lot of time at my computer, the social media is a huge part of my, um, basically my marketing. Yeah. Well, and, and not to get too woo-woo, but I do think <laughs> when you provide value and you create good content and you share it, the right people do show up. It's I think the key really is consistency with that, um, you know, and getting out to events. Sometimes you just need to get out from behind the computer. <laughs> right. I right? know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wow, I don't I'm not going to burn in the sun because I got out of the house. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but. Really. Oh, I better get a haircut now. I'm going out in public. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you should see how many people will do Skype stuff. I'm all I'm not turning the camera on like I don't get ready at all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we got to prep for that. If you think I'm, I got to do my hair and all that stuff. So, anyways, um, in terms of uh, you know getting out, uh, since we met at San Francisco, San Francisco Word Camp, um, easy for me to say. And do you have any plans to go to other trainings, or how how has that benefited you in your business? You know, I think it's benefited, I mean, me more maybe in the past. I go to some word camps. I don't go to as many as a lot of people do. I'm, I'm trying to actually keep – I'm not big. I'm getting it to the point in my life where I don't like to travel a ton. So I like to keep, you know, locally. I mean, we have the Seattle Word Camp, and there's a Portland, Oregon Word Camp, which is within a couple hours of driving. Um, I've been involved. I've spoken, attended the um, – it's called Blog World. Now it's New Media Expo, yeah. the last – four or five. I'm not sure if I'm going to be going to that in January. So I go to, I mean, I, I like 
going to conferences, but I'm really kind of limiting myself on that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing a full circle where I did a lot more of those in the past, and now I'm looking at, again, maybe making some local connections just to kind of revive that little bit of it. But um, I, I think, you know, conferences, word camps are great if you can go to them, especially if they're local. Uh, conferences are great. It's It really depends on your what your goal is for me most of these conferences at this point in my life are primarily for networking yeah I, you know i hate to say i don't go to a lot of sessions but i i don't you know i i spend more time just reconnecting with people and finally making that connection with people well, like us the mm-hmm. two of us were able we've talked online and finally it's like wow we get to meet in person and that's that nice that's a nice extra piece there that i like that we can you can kind of make that solid connection that once you've met in person as well. I think I was probably the only person that wrote a, a post about San Francisco WordCamp and whether or not I'll go again. <laughs> yeah, I did read that post. Uh, and Which, they're great, but it, that's not my audience. That's not, so for me, it's socially, and same thing, it's connecting with people and supporting something that I love, but my audience doesn't attend WordCamp. And so, you know, where you said, you know, kind of limiting traveling, where I, I would prefer to increase my travel, <laughs> but at the same time, my time is limited. You know, I'm a single parent. It's like, and it might sound funny. I mean, I live in the Bay Area, but to get into San Francisco is simply not easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> as much as I love it, so I, I I think it's important to look at, like you said, what are your goals for going to something, or um, so kind of looking at it that way, or the types of connections. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. In terms of a WordPress business, do you have any recommendations or what would you say to somebody who wanted to start some sort of a WordPress business, whether it's web design, marketing, plugins, whatever? What what tips would you give someone who wanted to start a business around WordPress? You know, I think, well, one thing is I think I'd focus, you know, your developer, your designer, your, you know, whatever you're going to provide. Um, don't, don't spread yourself too thin. And I think really take the time to learn what you need to learn in order to be an effective developer or designer. I see too many people jumping into WordPress a little too early and they're, they kind of put themselves in a situation where they are saying, I do this, 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 and then they're suddenly trying to find outsourcing or no, I can't do this. And I mean, I've actually had some designers contact me and want me to train them because they're doing a site for somebody. And I'm like, Ooh, well, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's maybe the most of I mean, I'm, I'm all for getting into it and learning, diving into it. But I think, you know, get a get really wrap your brain around what you're going to do and um, make sure and, and to also be very um, transparent with your yeah. clients. I mean, I, you, I can't tell you how many times somebody has sent me an email asking me to do something. I send back and say, hey, I don't know how to do that or. I just am not comfortable doing that. And then, numerous times they've come back and the very first thing out of their mouths or out of their email is, <laughs> thank you for being honest. Yeah. You know, because I think, you know, and, and it's like, well, well, that, yeah, I just, but I think so many people have gotten in this situation from the client in that they thought somebody or somebody said, yeah, I can do this, 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 and then it ends up they can't do it. And the site, you know, I mean, the project bogs down, the person that's doing it wants money. But I mean, there's all these things that just become a huge headache. So just really let people know what you can do. You don't have to list what you can't do. But when they contact you, 
make sure you know you ask the questions in order to get the right information out of them and to know that you can actually do it or if you outsource part of it be i i still think you should be honest with that say you know i have several people in my team here that do these different things and i'll be managing it and these people will be doing these pieces because you know People, once they get burned, you know, one time or something happens or goes yeah. wrong, that can be a killer for you. No, I totally agree. And, you know, I, th- I think with people that when they start with WordPress and they start doing client sites, I, I don't know that people take the time to get clear on even is this really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, where I've coached a couple <clears throat> people and the client work really starts coming in, it's great, but yet that's really not where their heart is either. But it's the thing and that's bringing the money in. And I understand trying to figure out that balance, you know, but like, I, I, I'm totally self taught did it for I don't know, three plus years, solely by myself. And then got to a point where I'm like, this isn't the best use of my time. And I do I have two full time programmers and a graphics person. But I keep my hands enough in WordPress where I, I manage the entire project. But I go in and I test and I touch and I look at this. I'm like, this is off. Check check this. And, you know, I don't want to be a coder. I I know what I can touch stuff and do what I need to do and CSS and all that. But that is that's I'd rather interview people. I'd rather write a blog post. I'd rather create videos. So but I do know enough about WordPress. So but I'm very transparent. Like you said, it's letting people know that's not great. I actually had somebody email me last week. I'm like, oh, my site was hacked. And what do I do? And, and I had gone through a similar experience. But I said, I'm going to connect you with my friend. He's much better. Yeah. That That's not my forte. He'll take care of you. I talked to the other person first, they got it done that day. He was happy, thrilled. And, you know, he had shared something with him. Oh, I love the podcast. So I had no problem saying, would you mind leaving me a review? Because he trusts me, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So now I, I think that's great. Um, so what do you have coming sort of on the horizon? What's going on for uh, Bob WP? Well, actually, I'm doing more. I mean, I, I still have my my main site. But uh, a couple months ago, I launched BobWPOnline.com, which is where I've moved over all my online classes and I started with a build your WordPress blog, a little bit different approach to classes. I mean, it's videos and uh, but I, I feel like I'm giving people more than, you know, I mean, there's certain, everybody has a certain learning style. Everybody has a certain level they need to learn at. And I think there's room for lots of different, you know, ways to do it and stuff. So I think I've added some unique pieces to it and I'm, I'm hoping to, so that's basically building your blog and I'm kind of doing it around Genesis and a two, three of the child themes. I'm going to do a, a couple, I'm going to do a, I'm actually Almost there, not quite. It's going to be more build your website, so it'll be beyond the blog. And then I'll be doing one with um, some of the Woo themes as well. So I'm really trying to move over to a lot of the online class type format. That's great. And been testing the waters. We've we've had two. I've had two or three membership sites. They didn't work for me. I shut them down. So I've tested the waters a lot with this and. So that's that's where my energies are kind of going right now. I mean, I still do my one-on-one training and stuff and um, group training, you know, if, if necessary. But um, the Bob WP online classes is really the the big one that I'm really trying to push right now. Well, I think I love leveraging by having sort of training portals where people can purchase your stuff at any any time of day and night. And 
I say this, I swear, every time I mention it, but nothing beats notification of payment when you're like out to dinner oh, or something. Yeah, I know. yeah really. Oh, PayPal. Ding, ding. Ching. Yeah. I'm in this mastermind group and there's actually an app called Boxcar where you can set different sounds to different email notifications. So you can literally set a cha-ching to show up when PayPal or something oh, comes through oh, on your oh, phone. That's, cool. that's <laughs> Totally. And it's free. Um, well, with the online classes, um, Let's talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, what are some of the tools you're using? People love knowing, like, well, what works? And, and I mean, I've used different membership plugins myself, but which tools are you using to set up your online classes and training? Yeah, I played around with that quite a bit, and I um, had bought um, um, the Woo Themes plugin called Sensi. It's uh-huh. kind of a training module, and I knew I didn't need it really something real i mean i know there's some other ones out there i didn't need a lot i just needed some way to organize it nicely so when i started looking at that again i thought hmm and well if i'm going to use that why don't i use a woo themes i mean my other site is a genesis site and those are kind of the two two theme shops i really use a lot and love so i thought well let me find a woo themes and i found one that was Nice and simple. And then I thought, well, for the purchasing, should I use WooCommerce? Might as well. I hadn't used it yet, and I kind of wanted to learn it and dabble. And anyway, so I thought, well, pull these three together and see how it goes. And it actually went really well. So I've got basically all Woo on that site. And it's, um, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's a couple limitations I found or a couple little challenges I came across, and I found workarounds and stuff. But, um it, it's it's doing just fine and now i'm you know adding more classes and stuff but um yeah so the as far as themes and plugins and i use um i'm actually testing the i haven't got it in there yet i'm testing the new yoast um woocommerce plugin see how that works on that site oh you mean like an add-on for so it's, it's yeah. yoast seo for woocommerce it, yeah yeah, okay. and he just he just um launched it not too long ago, and it um it it does a little bit more with the Twitter cards and things like that. So I'm 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 testing that and seeing how it goes. I don't have a ton of plugins on that site because I don't need it. Right. Because you know I do on my other site or my main site, but um yeah those that's basically it. And I um you know all the videos I do I create using Camtasia and stuff, and I've used that forever. And um, I where love you, that. Where do you host your videos, or what? How do you? Put you know, the actually, videos? I do it through Vimeo. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's that's worked fine. You know, I I needed somewhere. I I I originally had my some of my videos on um 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 what is it for WordPress.com? What's their oh, video? Oh 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 god! Is it is it just VideoPress? Yeah, no. VideoPress. Okay. And I originally <laughs> had them there way back before I was when I was just doing tutorials and. Um, suddenly they didn't have, they didn't support flash. So none of my videos showed up on iPads or iPhones or anything like that. So, that was, <laughs> so that's when I moved to Vimeo and I've been real happy with Vimeo. It's, um, it's, it's worked really well. It's, you know, it's not super expensive and everything seems to stream in and work fine. So that's been, that's been a good one. That's good to know. I think a lot of people, you know, just it, this is the type of stuff that I was like, well, how did you do that? Or what did you use? And I used to host all my videos just on S3. And then I would use easy video player. And then they did a big update and sold easy video suite. And I'm like, I don't want to buy that too. And so played around with stuff. And I know that, you know, the update to WordPress, they've got built in audio and video players and stuff. But 
you know, things don't always play well together because um, I've recently started using Wistia and not on my site, but for protected videos and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Does um, I want to ask you, but the WooCommerce, the Sensi plugin, that works on any platform. It's not just for Woo themes, correct? Yeah, yeah. And the, the Sensi, they, the reason I went with the Woo, um, Woo theme is they kind of had one, it's called Definition, and they said it was c- kind of built around um, they had tested it a lot with Sensi, so they knew it worked really well with it. Mm-hmm. And I was I was at a point where I thought, you know, I don't want to mess with things. I'm, I'm all for it. make it easy as possible. Why reinvent <laughs> the wheel? Yeah. So I thought, okay, this this theme looks good. It does exact does everything I need it to do, and why not just use that? So I haven't I haven't tested that plugin with other um, frameworks or other themes, but um, from what I understand, it it's supposed to work with others. But um, the integration, actually, WooCommerce and Sensi work together as far as they um, – I, if I would have used another commerce platform, it wouldn't have worked as well with the Sensi. So I'm able to protect the videos uh, to both. You know, So when somebody buys it through WooCommerce, they automatically get a username, password, whatever, through Sensi, and they can only access those lessons if they have that. So – that was another important piece is that those two work together well. No, I think that's great. I've I've got WooCommerce. I love WooCommerce and I've there's so many different e-commerce platforms and that's a whole other conversation really. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I think it is important for people to to just look at and evaluate the tools. And I think with some of it it's like you have to to really look at what am I trying to accomplish? What what do I need to do? Because I just did a recent post on selling with Genesis and you know in in terms of an e-commerce solution, maybe it's like you have to say, like for you, it's like, well, I want something that integrates with the teaching piece. And of course, and WooCommerce is free. So you got to love that. Um, and so it was an easy integration to solve your solution. And sometimes I look at stuff where I'm like, well, do people need to, you know, add to cart, check out, view cart? So you have to really look at what the ultimate solution is, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and e-commerce, like you said, it's another. I mean, I typically stay away from those kind of sites unless I need to do something myself. Well, yeah, and the thing is, though, I really think a lot of people that are integrating, selling something from their site, don't need a full cart solution. So I think right. it's important that they look at that. And um, have you seen? Have you heard of Gumroad? No, I haven't. Oh, take a look at it. I am obsessed with this friggin' thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it, it's fantastic. I, I love it because it, it's for selling, you know, and you can't actually sell subscriptions through it, but the client, the customer never leaves the page. It's all boom, boom, oh. boom, dun, 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 dun. And it's pretty and it's seamless. I'm such a geek about the way stuff looks. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So you'd provide discounts for nonprofits that, that want yeah. to take your online classes. So I, I think that's a great way to give back to the community and support getting more people on the platform. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I put that and I've actually had a few people submit little applications. I make it real simple, just kind of tell me who you are and what you're doing and why you want to take the class and stuff. So that's been been kind of cool. And I think that part's going to grow as well. So, so that's, um, yeah. Love that's great. That. I think a lot of people stay away from nonprofit thinking, oh, they don't have the money. But can I tell you the few nonprofits that I've worked with to do a site were super easy because it's like, well, no, we know we need it. We want it. Let us get it approved by the board and here's your check. We're done. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah they and they're like, be. go do your thing and tell us when it's ready. <laughs> they, they don't want to get they've got their own businesses to run. And it's like, we need this. We've got a budget. Here you go. 
Right. Yep. Yep. Sometimes their needs are very simple. They just, you know, they just need a little help. So exactly. exactly. Ah, jinx. Okay. Thank you so much, Bob. I really, really appreciate you taking the time for this. Um, and I will definitely list all the links for everybody. So there's bobwp.com. And for the online classes, it's bobwponline.com. So those will all be there. But thank you very much for taking the time to do this, Bob. Well, very cool. And thank you for having me, Cam. All right. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Just go ahead and make sure to check out his sites. Follow him. He's got all his social media links on those sites. He is very active on Twitter um, and responsive. And you can have a great conversation with him there. Uh, Make sure, though, also to check out sites, share it, subscribe. He's got great tips. So thanks, everybody.